Welcome to What's Your Beef? What's Your Beef is proudly supported by Suncorp Bank, helping local producers through the ups and downs since 1902. Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello, this is What's Your Beef and I'm Jane Cadahy. One of the featured events of the Beef Australia Expos is the Nose to Tail Dinner, where a carcass is cut down on stage to reveal some of the complexities of meat preparation, all the while guests are treated to the delicious results on their plates. At Beef 21, the spotlight was on butcher Alison Ma, or Butcher Girl, as she is known. The beef industry has a wonderful relationship with Alison. Not only has she found a career in meat, but it's taken her around the world, showcasing Australian product to some of the planet's highest rollers in the most spectacular places. It also meant finding the love of her life, while both wielding butcher's knives on opposite sides of the cutting bench. And red meat can also lay claim to the inspiration behind her son's name. I was lucky enough to speak to her between events at Beef 21 and started by asking how she first got into butchering as a trade. Well, I think it was my passion for cooking. So I come from a beef property in Western Victoria. My father had a Angus beef farm and I had a great passion for cooking. I saw his love for his cows and his passion for that. I enjoyed the kitchen and I decided to become a food stylist. So I did a degree in food styling in um, Australia and the US. Then I started working in a butcher shop in London. I want to come, that we'll come back to all of that because you've just covered a lot of ground. But, you know, at home when you were a kid and your dad's got beautiful, delicious Angus walking around the paddock, did you butcher them at home yourself or did you send them? Did you eat your own beef or did you buy it back from the supermarket? We bought it back from the supermarket, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I never butchered on the farm. I never did any home kill, but I'm starting to get into that now. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess that goes hand in hand and we'll, we'll get back to that and that, how that might evolve. But I guess you, you've just um, covered a lot of ground on how you got into it. We're going to go back to London where you started work in a butcher, butcher shop. Where did you work and um, what was it like working over there? So I took a job with Liggates, one of the oldest butcher shops in central London, Holland Park. Uh, It's a gorgeous little old butcher shop where they had beautiful straw hats and the men were really chubby butchers with fat fingers and the customers were very discerning. I was was serving some high-end customers Uh, and then I just decided, you know what, I really love the atmosphere. I love the presentation and the passion that goes into putting a window in. And I saw the knife skills going on out the back and I was like, you know what, I really, really would love this art and, and the craftsmanship that goes into it. And because of my creativity as a food stylist, I thought this could work together. And so your husband is also a butcher. Where, where did you meet him? So I met Mark uh, butchering. So uh, I was doing my apprenticeship about my second year in. I I worked in a factory and Mark was training me on the bench. So he was working alongside me. I could see his passion for it. And uh, we started hanging out just doing some really cool stuff in the backyard, like breaking down lambs together on our weekends and smoking and what else did we do? Barbecuing things, just being creative and cooking. So... And then we decided to, yeah, put it together. But and that must have been, and I guess it's continued. You say that that's like the foundation of your relationship, that you really love the food and you love that process of cooking together. So how have you managed to keep that alive 
just as a relationship thing when you're doing this so closely together with work. Yeah, it does. I mean, it is, it's tough at times. <laughs> I won't lie. But I think each weekend we spend doing something different and he has his strengths and I have my strengths and I learn a lot from him and he learns a lot from me and we bring it together. And I think that makes Butcher Girl, my brand, actually a really strong thing because I have someone with 35 years experience and me with my experience of what I know and what I can do. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there ever been a point where you do just want your own shop front too when you go back to the fact that you've both got so much experience and you like that styling side of thing? I've, I've thought about it and I've thought uh, a lot of people ask me that question and I think maybe in the future but for now, no. I think there's other things that I'd like to do. I love... Um, I love all this kind of Beef Australia going out there presenting. Presenting is my really strong point. I love being in front of people, presenting, educating people. I think that having a shop would put me in one spot, um, but maybe one day. So anyway, take us to China because you were over there for quite a while too. So how did that come about and what were you doing? So I was offered a job being an ambassador for the Australian beef brands. Uh, so I took it and I thought it was for a year and it ended up being six. So... Yeah, and I had my child, my little boy over there. And I travelled all of China and Southeast Asia promoting, educating and, yeah, doing training on Australian beef and how great our product is. Tell me about your son because he has a very cute name, but, of course, it's got a bit of an origin story. Of course. I thought, well, people name their kids anything after flowers these days. But because Mark and I met on a bench butchering, I decided to call him RG after the, uh, an RG. It's a cut of beef. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know that? Does he understand that yet? Yeah, I just haven't crossed that. I don't know whether to tell him one day or not, but um, I call him Arj and it suits him and it's it's special to us. Yeah. Lamb chop maybe for a coochie name yeah, or not my, really? My, yeah, my, my husband often joked if it was a girl it was going to be cutlet, but there was not a chance. <laughs> so it's time. So, you know, and China, that would have been a very interesting time. Like for, over that period of time, you would have made some amazing connections. So, you know, what was the reaction from the, from that particular culture towards Australian beef? Yeah, awesome. Like everybody, out the, uh, the passion and the, the, cream, the clean, the green feel around the Australian beef is, is amazing there. Like we're on all the menus. I worked in some very high-end restaurants that had all Australian beef on their menu. We're right up there. Yeah, we are. Because we don't see a lot, like as Australian consumers and even as Australian producers, we don't always see what's happening overseas. And you sort of pay your, your levies to MLA and that's kind of the end of it for a lot of people. So can you take us really inside what people understand and see about our beef? The quality. Uh, they, they really rate that. So they want to hear the story behind the beef. So I was doing a lot of work uh, in, in restaurants, high-end restaurants, serving big chunks of beef, carving it out for, for big you know, superstars like Michael Jordan used to come in um, and Tom Cruise and I used to cut big chunks of beef for them. I used to have huge tables of, uh, of Chinese people trying to impress people with this Australian beef. They wanted the story. That's what they were interested in and how happy that cow was before it got to them. And does that happen um, a lot overseas with, with different chefs, such as, or not you're a chef, but butchers and chefs, and there's a real culture of um, showcasing what we have? Yes, I think so, and I think it, it adds to the show. People, people go for an experience. They want, they want to be entertained. And um, for me to help them decide on a cut of beef and give them the story behind it, it adds to that. Now, you're back in Australia. You, yeah, you came back um, from China. So what, what happened there, and where are you now? 
Okay, so just before the pandemic, I came back uh, and I decided, well, how am I still going to reach my target market? I would like to go out on my own and start Butcher Girl and working for brands. I want to uh, reach that target market still, so I'm, I designed a studio. So I am now doing lots of brand-heavy educational videos. I work with brands, chefs uh, to educate and promote Australian beef, even spices to use on beef, dry-age cabinets. Uh, so, and I love it because I get to create. It's, it's mine. Yeah, and I can put my personal touch on it. Mm. So does Mark still work closely with you or is he off doing other things? Uh, Mark's got his own thing going on, like with work and things, but he is my massive support and um, he's there just as much as I am. You're here at Beef Australia in Rockhampton um, showcasing the nose-to-tail dinner. I guess that was, was a big part of your week on the Sunday night. Just explain for people who have never been to a nose-to-tail dinner, what does that involve? All right, this was super exciting for me. So I got a whole... This is my first time on the Aussie stage. Uh, So I was really looking forward to it and to come and meet all these producers that produce this amazing beef in one room on one night and I was going to show them that other end. Like, they produce it, I cut it. So paddock to plate. So I decided I was going to put a show on. I was going to break this beast... Uh, a hind quarter and a four quarter over three hours uh, the dishes were incorporated into the cuts that I pulled out and it was it was a sensational show so what's the reaction like you know you were essentially um, performing to producers were they what was the reaction from them oh, they loved it yeah it was so entertaining they learnt a lot too a lot of questions uh, things they hadn't seen before because they've been so focused on and producing such great beef they haven't seen the, the secondary cuts and I think it's important that we use these secondary cuts the price of beef is so high at the moment we need to start looking at these cuts putting, putting them in the window for customers to buy because the price of these loin cuts is just getting ridiculous right now and it is actually it always amazes me how many beef producers actually do buy their meat in town and because they don't want to be stuck like even though you've put all this blood, sweat and tears and money into, you know, producing beautiful beef, it's much easier to go to town and buy their own instead of eating things that they wouldn't normally. Yeah, true. So how do you encourage people to be more experimental with, with their own beef? Do you know what I reckon? It comes from education and that's where I want to come in. Like with Butcher Girl, educating people how simple it is, how much tastier it is, how much cost, cost effective it is, more cost effective it is. So... We're here just near the centre ring. There's a, a lovely family of limousines walking past right now. When you are looking at the live product, <laughs> what are you thinking of? <laughs> How good that rump looks. <laughs> Limos rumps are something else, I have to say. Uh, but, you know, are you, do you sit there and sort of mentally cut them apart as they're walking by? Uh, no, not really. Like, um, I've asked my dad to teach me how to pick out good cows. I think that's a good uh, and a pretty cool thing to do as well. So that's something I'm still learning. But that's, I guess, and, you know, you kind of forget about that when you're talking to butchers. Just assume that you uh, see the live thing before you cut it up, but you don't very very end <laughs> and that's 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 an interesting you know do you have you had that process yourself when you know you you are used to just seeing the carcass and then was there ever a realization that it actually was a living animal at some point or has that never really been a thing I think I'm becoming yeah you do become more conscious of it especially with waste it's like you know so much goes into producing these cows I don't want to see any of it wasted so nose to tail is pretty important when you're at home what's your average Wednesday night cut of beef that you would throw throw together for the family 
<laughs> I do like my tacos, so I lose, use a lot of stuff. Like, I've got a three-year-old, so anything quick and easy right now. But um, I do like the old taco with the uh, skirt steaks, the flanks. A lot you can do with the flank steak, palm skirt. Anything. Steaks, strip it, cube it. When you are buying meat, do you buy it in bulk? When you're, or have you always got a little bit there for work so you can pretty much do whatever you want, whenever you want? I have a deep freeze of meat I just work my way through. <laughs> Fair enough. And now, look, have, you haven't been to Rockhampton to this event before. What what are you taking away? What's been your highlight so far and what are you looking forward to? I, I really, I'm really loving meeting everyone and all the chefs and the chef dinners and the food they're putting out. I'm loving meeting the producers. I'm loving meeting the brands that are out there. I've been really super impressed by this event. I've never heard of it or seen it before I was asked to do this so um, I would definitely love to do it again it's an amazing it's amazing showcase oh you've had a couple of celebrity meals I'm gonna put my money on broad assuming are there any favorites there well today was very good actually Dominique put an amazing pie out yeah and uh, Matt Moran did a beautiful uh, dish as well it was it's all been sensational Thank you very much, Butcher Girl, and um, enjoy the rest of your time in Rocky. Yeah, surely. Well, I'm going to the opera tonight. Thanks very much. <laughs> Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.